We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Good morning and a happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is uh, Pastor, and yes, I am jolly. Uh, the doctor gave me thumbs up. He said everything's in good shape. I uh, got a few more weeks that I can't be doing any heavy lifting. So a few more weeks that I won't have to do any chores around the house. <laughs> but uh, yes, this is uh, Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, and I am back in New Orleans, Illinois, and glad to be home. Fantastic. And Great this, news. And I, I'm is, thrilled, and I'm sure our what, listeners what is are this too. What, what, John? What show are we doing? This oh, is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. We're doing Wrestling with the wrestling Basics. Wrestling with the Basics, yeah. <laughs> and again, we're doing it. We're doing it like so many people living their lives. Where are you at? Where are you actually doing this from at this point, Matt? Where am I? Phys- well, I'm not a Ted Drizz, I'll tell you that. They're still closed, sadly. Uh, oh, but I'm doing no. this from my uh, home off, my makeshift home office in my bedroom. So that's <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you were nodding off there for a second. I thought, where, where did Matt go? <laughs> he was laying out a nap. And, and I'm actually from my office office in the upstairs of our house in the Ravens, Illinois, and we thank Stephanie, who makes this all happen there in the studios uh, in St. Louis. So, um, Matthew, I got I to gotta tell you one thing, because I'm going to forget this if I don't get it in right away. Okay. So we were down in Florida in this beautiful, beautiful home on a golf course, which I think tells you probably <laughs> how nice the place is. Because homes on golf courses usually are not shoddy. Um but here's the one thing I want to tell you I learned, because we have golfers listen. Do you golf, Matt? Uh, no, I don't. I've, I've been on a few times, but I'm not a golfer, no. Okay. Well, so we were on the 10th hole, and we could sit there from our breakfast nook and watch the people play golf. What I did not realize is that golf is a lot more like uh, horseshoes than what you would have thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> I assumed that you were supposed to put the ball – in that little hole? Well, yeah, right. Not. No, no, no. We've been watching the guys, and they would they would putt, and as long as they got close to the hole, they pick up the ball and walk away. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> so you golfers out there, people are watching you. All right. <laughs> so don't think you can just get it close to the hole and then say, "Oh, well, that 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 counts." No, no, we want to see you put. And here's the other thing I did not know. Did you know, and maybe this is why people, if they're close, that's good enough. Do you know they move the holes around, Matt? They do? Yeah, I I did not. But, yes, they actually have a machine that goes in and pulls up the old hole, and then they go over to another spot, and they put another hole in there. So I would go, and I would say, Man, that's good. I can see him putting in that hole. And then the next day, I look. Well, well, now I can't see the hole for the tree. I thought I was going crazy, but no, I, that's a little known golf fact, again, which what, makes what, it harder. Well, yeah, when <laughs> I go to the mini golf shoes. course, yeah. when, when I go mini golf, and the hole's the always in the same place, John. But not in the real world. 
Not on a real golf course. You never know when you get up to the green where the hole's going to be. Well, they have a flag there. That's the purpose of the flag, because it might not be the same spot it was the last time you played. Okay, well, enough of my golf antidotes. No, you just hit it through the little windmill. That's all you do every time. (laughs) That's right. Well, you know, that's what I I was watching these guys. I think I could do that, at least on a miniature (laughs) golf course, and I get it in the hole. That's right. So... uh, so, Matt, what did you want to talk about today? Something certainly more valuable than golfing. Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, I want to talk about, um, you know, something that, I, you know, is still, I'm sure, on everyone's minds. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, but okay. yeah. I know, sorry, John, I'm sure you're tired just like us all. But, um, you know, this, I just find that as a pastor that this, uh, you know, the longer this drags on, it's it, it has not faded any more, become more no. more easy for folks. Uh, in fact, and, and now uh, they're talking about maybe the whole summer we will yeah, have to be socially yeah. distant. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and for some folks, um, you know, it's becoming harder as this goes on, uh, depending on their circumstances. Uh, folks who might be in independent living and nursing homes, uh, if you're listening, uh, we're praying for you. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I know many folks that are uh, in facilities like that, some of them beautiful facilities. um, And uh, those uh, folks are trying to be safe. And uh, to be safe, you really can't leave your room sometimes. Um, You really can't have visitors like family members or even your pastor. (laughs) Uh, So our prayers are with you. Uh, We're glad you're safe. uh, But we also uh, want you to know that you're not alone. Even though you may feel a little isolated, the Lord is with you. And uh, always know that, uh, and that nothing can separate you from his love. Uh, and we're thankful for ministries like KFUO Radio, especially during times of pandemic like this, so that God's word can continue to go out uh, over the airwaves, on the radio, and also online on the internet. So uh, thanks be to God for that ministry. Uh, but I, I want to look at uh, this virus in, in the context of, and, and kind of through the eyes of, uh, the book of Jeremiah, and specifically a few passages. So not in not Jeremiah. beer. We're not going to do it in the context of beer, like the last time you did it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just Saturday morning, John. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, last time it was about you wanted to do Corona beer or something. I I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, you know, if you have a cold one in the fridge, go ahead and pull it out. <laughs> Yeah, see, I can't do that anymore. They don't want you. You're not supposed to do a lot of alcohol once you've had a heart attack. So. Oh no! Fond memories, though. Fond memories. <laughs> Fond memories. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. Now that you brought up beer, so it's the Corona beer. Uh, corona means crown. Uh, that's why the coronavirus yeah. is named the coronavirus because it's little proteins on the outside of it look like little crowns. Uh, the virus looks like a little crown. Um, so. That's where the name comes from. And so we talked about that last time a little bit. Uh, and, you know, of course, Jesus, who wears the crown of thorns, it gives us the crown of life. So kind of some neat connections there. But this time, no, we're not talking about crowns. We're talking about yokes. 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 Uh, no, so people want crowns. Like they don't want yolks, yolks though. Egg yolks? What? what are you talking about? What kind of oh, yolk no, are you not talking egg about? yolks, though. No. So this is yoke, Y-O-K-E, that kind of yolk. All right. Okay. So, uh, well. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I, I think one of the, the biggest, you know, yeah, struggles with the coronavirus for, for myself and, and for many is this: it, it feels like uh, 
things are out of control right now. Um, yeah. We don't know what the future holds. And I think that drives us perhaps the craziest. Uh, when, you know, all these uncertainties, all these unknowns, when can I get back to work, uh, back to seeing my family, back to worshiping together in person? Uh, I know families that are wondering things like, when can we make graduation plans? Uh, what about my wedding plans? Uh, what about oh, my, my plans goodness. for my summer vacation? Uh, and then just those questions about how long Birthday, is this going to go on and how many yeah. more infections and hospitalizations and, and deaths even from uh, this uh, virus. So I think there's... Well, and there there's, you go, Matt. Yeah. Matt, so you have a death and what are you going to do for a funeral? Exactly. you can't have a funeral. No, exactly. yeah. Yeah, I was just online with uh, the, the pastors in our circuit because now we do our circuit meetings, our circuit winkles, uh, a Zoom meeting, um, and that there was one guy who has had two funerals uh, since that that time, that passing, and you can't have more than ten people in the at the visitation or even in the worship yeah. service. Um, how do you do that? How do you handle that? You know, and how do you pastorally care for people who are grieving, right? And you can't be there in person, so. Yeah, lots of unknowns, uh, lots of things that are just out of our control. Um, so I, I, I've come up with with two different ways that that people handle that those things of uh, that are out of their hands, out of control during this time. So the first person I'm going to call the the hoarder. All right. So the hoarder okay. is the person who's uh, locked themselves away in their home. And their their home is like this this fortress against the coronavirus. Uh, they've got the groceries and they've got the face mask and the Netflix subscription and the toilet paper even. And uh, they plan not to come out of their house um, until uh, July uh, of 2021, perhaps. Hey, 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 be, be careful there. You've gone from preaching to meddling. <laughs> I got all that stuff. Uh-oh, oh, so you fall to that back category. At home because we have our toilet paper and our paper towels <laughs> and our napkins. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that. And that's, that's I've a got a gun. Thing. Don't try to take it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that John the hoarder Lukomsky. Uh, hey, the we, we, we didn't hoard. We didn't hoard. We just shop at Costco. That's how it comes okay. at Costco. You don't have to hoard. That's, that's when right. you buy it. You get a hundred rolls of toilet paper. It's you just can't hoard it at Costco. That's just how it comes. Yeah. So I think on the, the other end of the spectrum, you have the, I'm going to call the hurrier, the hurrier. So they're mm. just in a hurry to get things open and back to normal, uh, yeah. you know, open up businesses and schools, open up my barber shop, open up Bush Stadium here in St. Louis. For goodness sakes, open up Ted Drew's frozen custard, someone, why don't you? Uh, but my, that, my hair is down to my shoulders, Matt. Matt, my hair is down to the shoulders. So I can, I, I can I don't doubt it. getting the barber open. Yeah. <laughs> My so, beard's down on my belly button, so. <laughs> nice. You're going to have to send me a picture, John. We'll post it on the website. I'll do that. I'll do so, a, a selfie when we're done. Yeah. So I think we're, we're all in this spectrum somewhere between this hoarder and this hurrier. Uh, I, I think all of us lie in there somewhere. And I think they're really just two sides of the same coin. And that, that coin is control. We want control, whether it's making sure that we're, we're safe against all viruses and infection, or whether it's, uh, you know, kind of throwing caution to the wind and just getting light back to life and normal and, and forcing things to get back to normal. Uh, we want to be in control. And when we read uh, Jeremiah chapter 27, uh, we see a message from the Lord and a message from Jeremiah that's, that's much, much different uh, than that of control. So, 
let's uh, let's get into that, John. Let's uh, look at Jeremiah chapter 27, and we're going to hear about uh, Jeremiah's homemade yoke that he's going to be wearing. Ah, okay. Uh, in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Thus the Lord said to me, make yourself straps and yoke bars, it says here, and put them on your neck. All right, Send so we'll stop the there. That enough? Yeah. You got that? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's good. For so far, so good. So, so the Lord asked Jeremiah, this prophet in the Old Testament, to do this weird thing, uh, to make himself yep. a yoke. That's just, as people know, that's a farm implement. It's something that would go over an ox or maybe a pair of oxen to plow or to pull a cart or whatever the case might be. And uh, God wants Jeremiah to make one of these and not only make one of these, but then uh, put them around his neck. Start wearing them around. <laughs> So, okay, just you like, can imagine like what that must a, look like. An Jeremiah or something go around like Jerusalem yeah. and Judah wearing a yoke. Yeah, yeah. So as so we go so through this, this isn't a you bar know, like you might go to get a drink. <laughs> it's, not, no. it's not a bar you're going to get, get yokes. No, this is on his neck. No, yes. Yes, this is on his neck. Yeah, no no coronas no. or beers involved. Just, just yeah. the yoke around his neck. So... Uh, as we go on, we'll be listening for why in the world is God wanting him to do this? Because there's a message, a message for Jeremiah and Judah and a message for us, too. Um, Have so, you ever thought, Matt, aren't you glad yeah. you're not an Old Testament prophet? Because God, had, I mean, God doesn't have, we have some difficult things to do sometimes. Like you say, particularly the ministry right now is really, really difficult because we're hands-on people. We like yeah. to see people. We like to be with people. Uh, but no, he never asked us to do crazy things like this. Yeah. Oh yeah, you keep reading, and, and uh, God asked uh, Jeremiah to bury his his underwear, basically, and then take yeah. it back out again. Yeah. Uh, other you know, <laughs> other prophets are walking around naked. You know, it's 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 not life is not easy yeah, as an Old Testament prophet. No, uh, Jonah's no, in the belly of a big fish for a time. Yeah. 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 All so right. where just, do you want me to read just, now? Well, yeah, d d just real quick before you read on here. Here's the context okay. first. You know, maybe I should have started with this. Yeah, that might <laughs> but, help. Uh, yeah, yeah, it might help. The people of Judah uh, have been uh, disobedient. Uh, they they followed after other gods. Um, they've worshipped idols. Uh, they've done all sorts of terrible things. Uh, Jeremiah has called them to repentance time and again. And time and again, the people have just closed their ears. Uh, they refuse to repent, refuse to turn to the Lord. And now... Uh, God has sent um, really divine discipline uh, in the form of Babylon. Uh, so they're, they're not dealing with a, a virus, right? They're not dealing with a coronavirus. Okay. They're dealing with a, a different threat, and it's, it's Babylon. It's King Nebuchadnezzar, the ruler of Babylon, who's breathing down their neck and is threatening to uh, destroy uh, Judah and even Jerusalem. So that, that's the threat they're dealing with uh, in the midst of all this. So, well, in, uh, in fact, it says right here, Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, so yeah, let's, let's, let's read on here. Um, verse, uh, you want to read verse 3, John, and uh, try to tackle some of those names? Sure. Send word to the king of Edom, the king of Moab, the king of the sons of Ammon, the king of Tyre, and the king of Sidon, by the hand of the envoys, who have come to Jerusalem to Zedekiah, king of Judah, give them this charge for their masters. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, this is what you shall say to your masters. It is I who by my great power and my outstretched arm have made the earth with the men and animals that are on the earth, and I give it to whomever it seems right to me. 
Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I have given him also the beasts of the field to serve him. All the nations shall serve him, and his sons and his grandson, until the time of his own land comes. Then many nations and great kings shall make him their slave. All right, all right. Keep so, yeah, um, well, 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 just real quick. Um, so, what okay. Jersey is different? Envoys are being sent from other nations, and they're saying, "Hey, join us against uh, Babylon. We we can we can take control again, right? Yeah. Uh, that, let's that's, gather together. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's what they're they want to do. Strength and unity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a much different message from the Lord. The Lord says, no, 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 no. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he's, mm -hmm. he's, he might be an idolater. He, he, he might not be a worshiper of the Lord, but guess what? He's still my servant. I'm in charge of the whole earth for crying out loud. I'm God. Um, and I'm going to use my servant for a purpose here. Um, I'm giving these lands to the king of Babylon oh, for a time, you know, not, not, not indefinitely, but for a time, I'm going to allow Nebuchadnezzar to to rule and to take over. And that's God's message. And if that's what God's decided to do, well, uh, guess what? That's what's going to happen. So um, what's the and, deal? And with ironically, the he also says, though, the time will come when the same thing will happen to uh, to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. Yeah. Yeah, he's but not, not going to reign indefinitely, no. right? His power yeah. is there, but it's limited. And, and we see that later. You know, the, the Persians come and they take over Babylon, and then uh, the people of Judah are, are allowed to rebuild the temple, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem even. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar is a servant, a God's servant. Maybe Nebuchadnezzar doesn't even know it, but he's God's servant no, for a time not. and for a purpose. No. Okay, so if you want to keep going with uh, verse 8. But if any nation or kingdom will not serve this Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, there's the yoke stuff, I will punish that nation with a sword, with famine, and with pestilence, declares the Lord, until I have consumed it by his hand. So do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your fortune tellers, or your sorcerers who are saying to you, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you, with the result that you will be removed far from your land, and I will drive you out, and you will perish. But any nation that will bring its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will leave on its own land to work it and dwell there, declares the Lord. All right. Thanks, John. So uh, he says, uh, don't don't listen to the, the false prophets. Don't listen to the sorcerers who are saying, hey, you know, Babylon doesn't stand a chance. Fight. Take control. Keep control. Um, God says, no, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Uh, any nation that does not submit to Babylon, I'm going to to break. <laughs> any sub yep. nation that does submit to Babylon, the ones that I've set up, um, I will I will bless. All right. Um, so this, you know, if you had to summarize God's message here to the people of Judah, <laughs> what would it be? To to just give up, to quit fighting Babylon. You know, just trust in the Lord and. and... And yeah, 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 amen. So, yeah, surrender, 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 surrender yeah. or die, surrender or die. That, yeah. That's the Lord's message. Um, just just <laughs> trust in the Lord, like you said, John, surrender or die. Uh, it's not a matter of regaining control. So, I, I yeah. think you know, that's that's an Old Testament account that we can certainly uh learn from today. I think, in the midst of this uh coronavirus, but beyond that, uh, in the midst of anything in, in life where we want to take control, where we want to be in charge, where as these, these sorcerers and false prophets even say things contradicting God so they can have control. 
And no, that that's not the answer. Uh, you see, comfort and freedom, uh, peace, that's not found in us having control of our lives and control of the future. No, peace and comfort is found ultimately in, in, in that surrender and that trust in the Lord, uh, a recognition of that, that he's the one who is in control. Uh, that, that's where it's found. That's where peace is at. Um, so I, I, and, I and just... Let, uh, me tell, let me tell yeah, you. Go ahead. Let me tell you a secret, Matt, from a guy who had a heart attack. You ain't in control. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. So you might as well just concede it because you ain't in control. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And I, I think that that, you know, the coronavirus is is this this tragic situation that doesn't just affect an individual or a family like a heart attack might, uh, but this coronavirus affects the entire world, <laughs> virtually the whole world. So I think hopefully there's an opportunity here for us as pastors, for the church at large, for individual Christians to, to share that exact message that you just shared, uh, that, that we, we're not in control. No, no, the Lord is. And that's a good thing. <laughs> that, that's good. Um, so instead of fighting, instead of trying to gain control and being obsessed with that, instead trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Uh, you know, uh, verses like Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not on your own understanding. The NIV says, in all your ways, submit to him. Submit, and he will make your path straight. Or, you know, just the Lord's prayer. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, O Lord. Hmm. Um, because if we don't do that, if we don't trust in the Lord, if we don't pray that his will be done, if we don't submit to him, uh, boy, we're carrying a lot on our shoulders all of a sudden. Uh, the yoke that we're carrying is going to be a heavy one. <laughs> uh, if we think that we're the ones who are in control, that we're the ones that have to carry everything ourselves, our worries, our anxieties, our fears, uh, that is more than anyone can bear. Uh, and that's, John, what I, what I want to, you know, come to then is that different yoke, right? Uh, that yoke that Jesus right. speaks of. Uh, so that yoke that we find in Matthew chapter 11. Uh, do you have that verse too, John? What, what, do you know what verse it was in 11? Then? So Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. All right. I do have that. I can get my computer to cooperate here. All right. Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden. So everybody who's been trying to take care of it themselves, be in control. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Yeah, yeah. So so don't carry that heavy yoke of worry about the future and unknowns and our own sin. <laughs> but instead, uh, come to Jesus. That's what he says. You know, submit to him. Uh, take his yoke upon yourself. And, and taking the yoke of Jesus, that lightens all of our burdens of life. And the yoke of following Jesus is just... Being his disciple, following him, being connected to him, yoked to him in our baptism, right? Um, connected to Christ. He's the one who carried that yoke of the wooden cross and that heavier yoke of, of our own sins uh, all the way up the, the hill of Calvary. Uh, he's the one who submitted to his father, right? And trusting everything to him. Father, into your hands I come up my spirit. You know, so to trust in the Lord, to trust in Jesus, uh, to, to carry his yoke, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a light burden. Uh, so I, I just encourage our listeners, let go of uncertainties, let go of those worries, let go of trying to take control and uh, 
just listen to Jesus' words. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, take my yoke upon me and learn from me, uh, for you will find rest for your souls. Uh, that, that's where true rest and peace and comfort is found. Not in having control, uh, but in submitting to, trusting in, uh, coming to Jesus. And, and the thing is, he is the one in control. And like you said, he's gentle and lowly, like the text reminds us. And he wants to make the burden light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Matt, I think this has been a good episode of Wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, thank, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we hope uh, you listen in next week. <laughs>